I am Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. The Critics' Choice nominated The Great North is back for season three. It is this Sunday, September 25th at 8.30 p.m. on Fox. Joining me, co-creators Wendy Molino and Lizzie Molino loglin Ladies, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Hello, good to be here. Hi, thanks for having me. My uh, audio is a little choppy, so if I seem to be delaying my responses, that is why. That's all right. It's so great to have both of you. Wendy, let me start with you. Uh, Congratulations. Not only we're kicking off season three, but already renewed for season four. How does it feel? It feels incredible. And... um, you know, that's the, the the wild thing about animation is you are always working a year ahead. So it feels great to know that we now have this, uh, you know, great year ahead of us to make 22 more uh, episodes of The Great North. It's a tremendous relief and a big challenge. And we're really excited to be back in the for the writer's room to be back. That's beautiful. You know, I've noticed that over these last five years, Fox has really put even more care into animation. And it's been wonderful. And Lizzie, your show is one of the reasons why. I mean, how have you seen firsthand through making these first few seasons of The Great North, the care and attention that Fox has towards your show and towards animation? Well, you know, I think Fox is... uh it's such a special place to be for animation. I mean, you, you go back to, you know, early days of the Simpsons, you know, I, I grew up watching the Simpsons on Fox on Sunday night. So I think to have a show on that night, part of animation domination is incredible. And I think, you know, they've done it for so long. There's a reason why it's, it's been around. They do truly care about their shows. They, you know, we get such great feedback from them. I think they really build a night that is, you know, really special. It's all about, you know, the fans and we certainly feel it. We feel the pressure in a good way to deliver something that can stand up next to the other shows that are on that night. It's been an incredible experience. We're excited to continue doing it to air season three and to continue with season four. Yeah, the quality is there and the love and the appreciation from the fans is really there. And this season three premiere episode is called A Knife to Remember Adventure. And I have screened it and I really enjoyed it. And Wendy, this Crocodile Rob's restaurant that the gang goes to is the most fun place in the world. I mean, it honestly is. There's actually quite a kerfuffle on Twitter recently about, you know, Uh, whether chain restaurants are quote-unquote good but I feel like as a kid if you're lucky enough to ever go out to dinner what you really love is when your parents take you to like the rainforest cafe or like olive garden you're not like trying to go for some molecular gastronomy we are all like linked Uh, (laughs) except for maybe if you grew up you know like literally in silver spoons. And that's kind of what this Crocodile Rob's place is. And for a reason that's revealed in the episode, the Tobins have really not been able to ever go there. And so they go and they discover a paradise, the likes of which they've never known, which they then have to hide from their father that they're sneaking off. And it's sort of like an affair they're having with Crocodile Rob's. Um, So I think, you know, all of us, anyone who's ever fallen in love with a chain restaurant and, 
Let's face it. We all have. Um, whether you pretend to be snobby about food or not, I guarantee you everyone has that one place. Um, so it's a little bit about that kind of cultural memory that we all have. And then um, a little bit about what's going on with the Tobins regarding this mysterious place called Crocodile Rob's. I mean, I just went to Olive Garden recently. It's the best. The food is. Oh, hell yeah. Popular. Oh, yeah. I love Olive Garden. Yes. I mean, oh. can you imagine the luxury of unlimited salad? I mean, truly, we live in a special time when for that price, you're getting unlimited salad. Yeah. Yeah, Not and to mention the soups yeah. and the breadsticks. And the breadsticks, yeah, the breadsticks are amazing. They're Let's amazing. mention them. This has <laughs> turned into an advertisement for Olive Garden, and if they don't send each of us like a permanent pasta pass, I don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, what are we even doing here? Perfect. And and Lizzie, new Emmy winner Murray Bartlett from The White Lotus voices Crocodile Tom. He could get nominated again next year for voicing this character. He's fantastic. <laughs> I. I do feel like anything that he does from here on out, he was he deserves to be nominated for. He's so it's so funny, so such a delight to to record with him. Just it was, you know, obviously we uh, enjoyed White Lotus. I think everybody uh, really did, and he was it was such a get to be able to have him um, uh, guest voice on this episode. So we're thrilled. And, and Wendy, this episode has a lot of songs to it and songs that take place at Crocodile Rob's and, and some other songs incorporated. It's a rare network show here at the Great North and you do it with Bob's Burgers as well. Able to have songs and, and tell me about that freedom and that excitement it gives you to put songs into not just an animated show, but an animated show on primetime on a network. You know, I think songs are a great storytelling device. Um, it helps you understand the emotion of of where the story wants you to go, of being really transported by a place or a person or whatever. Also lets you tell a lot of story. There's a, a song later in it that's not quite Crocodile Rob's based where you find out a lot more about the history of the Tobins, um, about something that's been going on in their family for a while. And within the you know, the two minutes of the song, you can find out so much because songs let you sort of move around in time and move around in meaning. And I think that's one of the really great things that we've been able to experience on Bob's and Great North. You know, we did the episode for Tina where she's, you know, going to dress up as a boy and go to the Boys For Now auditions. And she has, you know, four songs along the way. And we're able to cover so much more story by putting it into song form. It's also just super, super fun to work with all the really talented music people. So it's sort of like you have this, this amazing, amazing resource and you're like oh I want to use it all the time we can't use it all the time but just knowing it's there and you can tap into these amazing songwriters and musicians that we have access to here is I think what makes it different too we have those people in-house and all you have to do is send an email or a little uh voice memo of a little tune you're thinking of and next thing you know they've written a full-blown song for you so it's an incredible resource that is that is really great. And of course, Nick Offerman leading the voice cast as Beef. And he has one of the best voices in the biz. And what he has to do in this episode is effectively deliver awkward small talk lines. So Lizzie, how was it watching an actor sort of have to really act in that way and pretend to kind of have these awkward small talky moments? Well, you know, anytime you record with Nick, it's just really fun i mean he's he's obviously he's got an incredible voice he's so talented um and we are so lucky that he enjoys doing this show and has time for us you know he's a he's a very busy man he's in i feel like every show on tv 
practically. There's like two that he's not in currently. It's delightful. It's fun to put beef, I think, in those types of situations where he has to face some of his anxiety. Um, You know, I think, uh, I don't want to speak for Wendy, but I think... uh, uh, we see, uh, you know, there's a little bit of uh, uh, Malino uh, in the the character of Beave, a little anxiousness naturally in the in our our family. Uh, so I think, you know, it's fun to see that uh, discomfort and see Beave push through those moments. It's it's I think why he's such a, a sort of lovable and. Uh, fantastic character is I think he really uh Nick is so uh he's able to to take on all those personality traits of of beef so effectively it feels like your work you know it's almost like Nick and beef are two different people and so uh to see him become him in 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 the recording sessions is is always amazing and and there's real emotion to this episode. And I think for fans of the Great North, they're, they're going to feel that through some of his dialogue scenes with a, a couple key characters and, and feel that emotion. I absolutely got that. So when you watch this uh, Sunday night at 8.30 on Fox, you're going to feel that. Wendy and Lizzie are with me here now on the LCJ Q&A podcast, The Great North Returns, season three, Sunday night on Fox. Now there's a seed, Wendy. Honeybee early on tells Wolf, your mom is haunting you like a Julianne Moore performance. So... Wendy, what's the Julianne Moore performance that really gets you? Well, it's got to be Magnolia, right? Oh, wait, no, there's another one. It's uh, Magnolia, for sure, her big uh-huh. monologue, right, in Magnolia, uh-huh. which you can't ever forget. And I was, I think, in my early 20s and uh, had a huge, it made a huge impression on me. And then her, I think it's called Still Alice. It's yeah. ironic that I'm forgetting it. Uh, the one where she plays a woman struggling <laughs> with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm not kidding. I was haunted by that. I mean, just the idea of she made it feel so real that at the end of the movie, you felt as if you had gone through the entire journey with her. Julianne Moore, she's, she's truly the best. If we can, if we've done nothing else on Great North, reminding people that Julianne Moore's performances will absolutely haunt you then that's the, that's the, that's the only, that's the one good thing we've done. Lizzie, what about you? I mean, I, I think still Alice is one of them. I, I think also her as Sarah Palin in Game Change, I thought was a powerhouse performance too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, can we name one that's not, can we name a performance by Julianne Moore that doesn't haunt you? I, I think, no, I think that's the, the problem. Yeah. It's, it's, there's too many, um, you know, I would say, oh gosh, what is, I'm thinking of the one that she's in with Colin Firth and. Um, oh, single man. Okay. Single, single man. Ah, oh, just like. That's single a, man. Haunting movie. The performances are beautiful. What a, you know, gosh, what can we say? Should yeah. we just, should we spend the rest of our time talking about Julianne Moore? This has become a Julianne Moore fan cast. We went from yeah. from Olive Garden to the talking about the Great North, and now we're into Julia Moore, and uh, and clearly her her performances have seeped into the, your your characters' minds at your show. I want to also talk about the Bob's Burgers movie because you you two were executive producers on it, a big success in theaters, a critical success. I went to see it and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed not only the musical numbers, but I enjoyed the scale. I enjoyed the entertainment value of it. Um, Lizzie, I'll start with you on this. The experience of bringing that to the big screen and having it fine finally get to the big screen because it was delayed for so long you know I think um it was the experience of seeing it I I feel like for myself of course we 
did some, you know, worked on it um, with everybody at Bob's, but you know, it's truly Lauren and, and Nora, um, you know, really uh, at the helm of that movie and worked on it for so long. And of course, there was the pandemic. So we, we were at working from home for such a long time leading up to the release that I would say for me, uh, seeing it on the big screen, it was like, I, I felt like I was just <laughs> a fan of Bob's Burgers and just going to see, I, I mean, I am a fan, but it was like, for me, it was just the most magical experience to see it all come together, having seen pieces of it along the way to see it uh, up on its feet on the big screen was uh, amazing. Everybody involved with it uh, just knocked it out of the park. It was, it was beautiful. And uh, it was just a great, you know, I think also just a great sort of celebration of, you know, Bob's. It's been such a, a wonderful thing to be a part of for so long, just to see it up on a big screen was, was fantastic. Wendy, does does having Bob's go to the big screen and, and how that all went give you ideas on a plan for if the Great North could go to theaters? No. And here's why. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> right now, we want people to watch the Great North on the small screen. We are only in our third year. We'd love for people to just check it out on Fox, check it out on Hulu. We don't think past tomorrow. We think about making season four great and we don't think past that because if we took our eyes off the ball now we want to make sure every episode feels special and uh really shows you something new about alaska shows you something new about the tobins and uh we do not think about a movie at this point of our working on the great north so we just think about the show we're thinking about it for you so you will enjoy it Oh, that's good. That's important to 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 still be focused on this, yes. and, and maybe down the line we'll we'll you know you'll cross that. Yes, of, sure. As, never say never. But. Right as the show in continues seven, to grow talk to us in seven years. Okay. All right. Very yeah. good. And and it seems like um, I don't know about seven years, but you're at least going to be at Fox for for quite some time. Uh, New Deal uh, in the headlines recently. Any 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 things you can share about uh, future plans you have uh, of more things coming up at Fox? Um, uh, nothing yet. Uh, um, sorry, Wen. Go ahead. Uh, well, our, our deal is actually with uh, with. Oh no, I was going to say yeah. Our deal is with Disney. Yes, with okay. Disney with twentieth. Um, and. Uh, but, you know, we, we, of course, are part of the Fox family, um, you know, working on two shows that are on, on Fox. So there, I think, you know, there's always uh, uh, an opportunity if, if they want to take it uh, to, to get more from us, you know, again, maybe, <laughs> maybe after we get through a, a few more seasons here at Great North, but um, always, uh, you know, happy to be part of uh Fox Sunday night. Sure, sure. Yes, it's all under that that big umbrella, that big 20th uh, and the big mouse house, the castle. It's all, you're all yeah. part of that. Yeah. Wonderful and everything evolving and changing yes. and, and growing and growing. And the popularity of the show is, I think, going to continue to grow. Uh, Wendy, some last uh, little uh, details on the rest of the season, what fans can expect for season three. I mean, you'll see a return of the, a lot of the uh, of our faves, um, Ron Funches as Jerry, Honeybee's brother. Um, Rob Delaney returns as Beef's brother. We're lousy with brothers. Um, and then, you know, we have some fun episodes coming up 
that are really, uh, you know, reflective of Alaska and some of the quirkier things that might go on that make the state so special. Um, there used to be something called the Talkeetna Moose Turd Festival. We have, a, we have an episode that honors it, that honors the spirit of the turd. Um, and we also have uh, a fun episode coming up in which Ham and Moon participate in a pageant called the Little Mr. Ketchikan Can Sausage Gentleman pageant. Um, so just some more, you know, dare I say hijinks for the Tobin family, Alaska-based hijinks. Nice, nice. Lizzie, is it interesting that, you know, you have to look ahead to, to season four, but you've got season three all in your head already, and now it's it's going to come out over the course of a eight and nine month period to have to keep these secrets a little longer for, for some of them for eight and nine more months? You know, it is, it's a lot of information to keep in your head. At times I feel like I, I can't remember if certain things have aired yet or not. I, it's hard sometimes to remember if it was season, if that episode was season two or is that coming up in three or is that something we're talking about for season four? We do, you know, all of our work is so far ahead. You know, it's nine months before from you know when we read a script till it ends up on your tv or more so there's a lot of lead time and a lot of uh episodes sort of swirling up here hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll be uh, able to to keep track um and uh it's always fun to see uh you know every the fans reacting to each episode as they they as we sort of release them into the world after having them just for ourselves for a year very good. Well, I think fans will really love A Knife to Remember Adventure, the season premiere of The Great North this Sunday at 8.30 on Fox. Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie molyneux Logan, thank you so much, creators of The Great North, for being here on the LCJ Q&A today. This was great. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all these interviews, go to animationscoop.com, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as lights-camera-jackson.com. Thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A.